hey, hey, welcome to Unapologetically Feminine, the space where all of you is welcome and celebrated. I am your host, Jane Wynn, and my intention here is to support, empower, and celebrate women to say yes to the most epic, radiant, turn on and juicy as fuck version of themselves and to experience the most orgasmic, ecstatic, open to God kind of relationship and intimacy. Join me on this show will be some of the most amazing souls, revolutionaries, potent creatives, teachers and devotees to the feminine art. This is a space with potent transmissions, intimacy, open-hearted conversations, laughters, tears, and everything in between. So let's go and let's play. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Feminine. So in today's episode, I want to share with you how you can create a feminine-led life and business. I've had so many women asking me, how do you do it? How do you run your business, supporting creatives, as well as being a mother, being a partner, and also saying yes to yourself so that you don't experience like burnout, exhaustion, and depletion. How the F did you fit it all in? And in all honesty with you, it has been a big journey and a big initiation into more of who I am. So today in this episode, I want to unveil the curtain of what's really happening behind the scene and share with you how you can create, run, and sustain a feminine-led life and business. And before I dive in, I would love to invite you to put yourself in the position where what if that is possible for you? What would that look like for you? And what impact would that have You know, when it comes to your fulfillment, when it comes to your relationship, when it comes to your life, what would that mean for you? And as you listen to this episode, my invitation for you is to take what really resonates and to try it out and to find ways to make it the most suitable and functional for your life because obviously a lot of the tips a lot of the things that I share here may not be applicable for you and this is big when it comes to any sort of like feminine business yes I can share all the tips yes I can share all the strategy but at the end of the day it's about you listening deeply to your body to what you truly desire and make it work for you. And so for me, in order for me to run everything smoothly, the core of my work has been about saying yes to my self-connection. Because in order for us to 
yeah, to run it in the feminine way, our feminine has to be a priority. And I know for a lot of women, there are a lot of beliefs around, if I turn up in the feminine, I won't get shit done. I can't just be in, you know, pleasure all the time. You know, it doesn't work that way. Or I can't just lie in bed, masturbating. That's not business. That's not work. And what I really would love to invite for you to do is to be challenged, for your beliefs to be challenged, because obviously many women, including myself, have been indoctrinated into this patriarchy where the push and the hustle have been more celebrated than, you know, being ourselves. And through this journey, I had to really confront a lot of my old conditionings around like, you know, my worth being attached to how much I achieve or not achieved. And that, you know, being myself alone is not enough. Like I have to do the things, tick off the list and overgive in order for me to be worthy. And when I confronted that belief and to really look at what if, what if my being alone is enough? What if I prioritize myself, my needs, my desires? What if my voice matters? Like so much of this is about the internal work more than the strategy. And this is why I talk about it's not about just creating it's about sustaining yeah sustaining the way of living that really works for you so many women can start you know operating from the feminine but in the long term all of the old beliefs will catch up and they will sabotage their business so for me Understanding that I am at the core of everything around me. So that includes my business, other people's businesses, being a mother, being a partner, friendships, relationships in my life. Like everything depends on me being at the center. And this can mean like it's really good when I, you know, when I am thriving, when I am in my self-connection where I feel like juicy and alive like everything just flow because it is the overflowing from my own cup and at the same time it can have the reverse effect when you're really running low and you're exhausted and you're burnt out like everything around you will collapse and so that makes sense from that perspective, to prioritize myself and my needs first. Because otherwise, nothing else will work. And this is why it's important for sustainability. If you run a feminine business from the point of, I'll just plug in and recharge enough, just so I can keep going, you won't be able to sustain that in the long term. Yeah, self-connection is key. And you can't run the feminine business without having your heart open, having, you know, the deep listening to your womb, to 
you know, they crave culture within. You can't run a feminine business when it's all about push and hustle instead of what's truly alive, what turns you on and lights you up. That's a different way of being than what we used to. And this is why I talk about looking at what we knew and challenge them and challenge those beliefs, those conditionings and be curious enough to allow our body to show us, you know, our most desirable way of living and functioning and relating. So much of the feminine-led business and life has to come from that deep um, receptivity of your feminine. Are you listening? Yeah. And with that, you know, I I want to bring to, I guess, the next pillar, which is a lot of people talk about time management. You know, I don't have enough time, my day to fit all in. How do you do it? How do you fit and slot all this in? And for me, time management is irrelevant when we talk about feminine-led business. Because I can be sitting here hustling myself for eight hours and only be efficient in the one hour. Yeah. But when it comes to energy management, and there's something that I am big on when it when working with the feminine, and is something that I invite a lot of my clients to start shifting more into is because as a female-bodied being, I recognize that my body is different from a male body and that I have my cycles. My emotions and hormones are different than a male body. And so it's ridiculous to think that I need to function like a man that I need to bring as much testosterone in as a man. I, it's ridiculous to think that that's how women were meant to be showing up. We just can't. We simply can't. And this is why so many women experience burnout. We were never meant to be functioning like a man. That's not our job. And so... Because of that, I had to really dig deep and find a way where it really works for me and my cycle. Yeah. So instead of looking at a weekly schedule, I often look at more a monthly, like four weeks period where I track my cycle. I know where, when I bleed, I know when is, you know, my highest like energy level and that's where I get shit done. That's where I'm like, okay, time's on, let's go. And with energy management, it also requires you to obviously look after yourself, look after your energetic and emotional body. And what I mean by that is to really look at clearing your vessel because obviously so many of my clients are sensitive beings, that we're in tune to the environment, we're in tune to people, we're in tune to energies. And with that, we can pick up things, we can pick up stuff that potentially can drain our vessel 
our eros, our life force. And so in order for us to function at an optimum level, we have to commit to clearing our old vessel. Yeah, clearing our stuff that creates stagnation, clearing our stuff that frustrates us, that bring a lot of tension, that restrict the energy flow in our body. And with that, you have to commit to your practices to move your emotions. We cannot function from a feminine life and business if we keep shutting down our emotions, if we keep shutting down our expressions, if we keep ignoring the little niggles, our intuitive nudges that tell us, hey, this drains your energy. You need to look at that or you need to have these challenging conversation because these tensions happening and this actually blocks you from showing up more fully in your life. We have to be willing to confront the things that currently drain, block and actually create this dysfunction in our system. Our body is supposed to be moving energy all the time. We're meant to be a vessel. Yeah. And with that, to really look at things, relationships, projects, people in your life, and also your addictive behaviors that drains your soul, that drains your energy. Because if you have a lot of relationships in your life that do not serve you, that drain your energy, that suck your soul dry, and that will affect everything else. It's not like you can just compartmentalize yourself to show up in pockets of this is business, this is the you know being a mother, this is being a partner. Like, no, you show up everywhere. And being a sensitive being that you are, you will pick up things and often, you know, it's not our shit. And we end up like clearing that out, we like end up processing them. And so being really mindful about your energy and commit to cleaning out your vessel. Yeah. Whether it's emotional clearing, whether it's embodiment and catharsis, whether it's dance and movement, whether it's Reiki or other healing modalities. Have something, have a practice that allow you to clear your vessel so that you can show up fully for life. Because this is beyond just about the strategy. This is about your relationship with life. Because when you have stuff coming up and you're not confronted, yeah, you shut yourself out from really opening fully to life and what life is bringing to you, what life is showing you and how it wants to support you. And we live in this very like monotone life. We live in this like zombie-ish yeah, existence where we just show up, do the thing, but we don't feel anything. And this whole thing around feminine-led life is to be able to feel. And it doesn't mean that we always feel good. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be juicy. 
but how we show up in moments where we experience a bad day, when we have a heartbreak, when we feel like, you know, we're not good enough. Like, how do we hold ourselves in that? And how do we choose to relate with others when we have shitty moments will impact greatly in how you show up generally in life and in your business. And so energy management is crucial. And so really start tracking your cycle and looking at, okay, this is where I'm going to bleed. And so shifting your schedule where you have a lot of time to go inwards, to recharge, to do things that make you feel good because nothing is worse than you're bleeding and you kind of have that beating stick and it's kind of beating yourself up around like, come on, you need to show up more. Come on, you know, get your hustle on. It doesn't help because in that time, it's a winter time. We're meant to descend. We're meant to go inwards. We're meant to shed. And so those kind of time will be perfect for you if you want to go and reflect. If there's parts of you that you're ready to let go and let die, like perfect time for ceremony and ritual and release. And then springtime comes and that's where you show up and get shit done and you don't fuck around. Yeah. And there will be time for social, like really looking at that. And it's not about being completely like rigid, like this is my time. I can't socialize, you know, outside those times. It's not about that. But understanding where is your peak time and where is time where you need a lot of nourishment and rest. And tracking that will allow a lot more compassion and acceptance into your life because you can't run a feminine life and business if you get the whip out and keep like whipping yourself and beating yourself up. That's not a feminine life. It's about love. It's about compassion. It's about really looking at how can I improve things while, you know, having all this stuff. It's about saying yes to your desires as well as holding points for the slower moving parts of you. Maybe there are parts of you that scare and that's okay. Yeah. Beating yourself up doesn't make you feel any good in terms of like showing up for you, for your clients, for your people. Who would want to do that? And so really focusing on maintaining your energy, sustaining your energy level. And that may mean that, you know, scheduling time where you dance, where you self-pleasure, where you go for, you know, a massage, when you have a bath, like these things are really important. And this is the important thing as well that I want to share around time and energy management is that when it comes to getting things done, if it's not in the calendar, chances are you won't get it done. And so while we're saying yes to time and energy management, the important thing that I want to get across to you is to really look at your priority at the moment in your life. 
Obviously, we always have multiple to-do lists. We always have things that need to be done, requests from different people. However, what I want you to start looking at is what do you truly value in your life? What creates fulfillment and joy and happiness? Because chances are if you are achieving so many things and kicking ass, but none of those align with your values. I guarantee you, you will not find fulfillment. Instead, you will question yourself even more because I have been there. You know, I was always the go-getter, the A-plus student in the class. Achieving was never a problem for me, but it didn't make me any happy. I was having, you know, the the house, the properties, you know, getting a really good paying job, having the life that people dream of. But I wasn't happy because my relationship at the time suffered. I, I was miserable as a human being. And when I looked at my values, like I values passion. I don't just mean intimacy. I mean like passion for life. Passion is my top value, even above freedom. And for me, if I'm not showing up with passion, whether it's in my business, whether it's in my relationship, it does not matter how much I accomplished. I will feel like shit. And this is the important bit, very important for you to understand. It is not about creating a feminine life where you get shit done and you can achieve things. It's not about that. It's about creating a life where it is sustainable, that you feel fulfilled and happy every single day of your life, that you wake up and you know, I am present, I am in life, I am showing up fully, wholeheartedly. That is the point. And we can't do that without really looking at your values. Yeah, If you value intimacy and your relationship is, you know, having no intimacy, no connection, you argue a lot, you get frustrated a lot, you'll be miserable. You'll feel miserable. Yeah. Because... Our values dictate the quality of our lives. And so, and our values directly link to our identity. So if, so if you, you know, you want to succeed, but your values are intimacy and currently in your life, you're not living according to those values, you will sabotage your success Because somewhere deep inside you, there is that internal conflict. And so there's no point pushing because you will destroy it all. You will will create like havoc in your life. You will bring chaos in and you won't show up fully. Because I personally have done that. I've seen so many clients that might have done that. And understand your values also allows you to prioritize. Yeah, 
I say a lot to my clients that if you value intimacy and you don't book in intimate time with your partner, you're in trouble. And, you know, often it comes across as a joke, but I am really serious here. If you don't book in intimate time, it won't happen. We are busy modern women. We have so much shit to do. And so if you don't book in self-care time, it won't happen. Because we have that tendency to put ourselves on the back burner. We have the tendency to people please. We have the tendency to put our needs last after everyone else's. And so get clear on your priority. For me, I always have to schedule in like Jamie's time. It's in my calendar. You know, intimacy time. It's there in my calendar. And I know, firstly, it doesn't mean that at 8 o'clock, pants off, we need to get it on. It's not about that. What it really means is you then work around those priorities. And the belief I want you to change around that is that you come first. Your needs come first. You matter. And so if you're running low and empty and depleted, it's okay to cancel, you know, a meeting, a social thing to really cater for yourself. I do that. And it's it probably not going to work for everyone. And that's the honest truth. But I have built a life and a business where that is possible. And a lot of women understand, hey, Jane comes first. That's her priority. And so... And that's really happened because I prioritize myself. Yeah, so it's those ripple effects that when you start choosing yourself, yes, in the beginning, things need to shift and you have to have new agreements with people. But ongoingly, it creates this deep understanding and a permission for so many women Women have said to me, oh my God, like you keep choosing yourself is such a permission granting thing for me because now I know I can do that. And this is how we create impact. We often talk about impact being something that we have to do. And yet few actually talk about impact is through our being. When we say yes to ourselves, Women get to say yes to themselves. We are the permission granter. And so you firstly getting clear on your values, choosing your priority. And the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to time, energy management, values is boundary. You cannot run a family-led business if your boundaries are shit. And I mean it in the most respectful and loving way possible. But there is that harsh truth that if your boundaries wobble, if you don't know how to be clear on what you open to and what you're not available for and communicate that clearly, people will overstep your boundary. It's not because that's the intention, but it's just what happens. And so you have to be really on with your boundary. You have to be really on 
when it comes to your energy, what you give and not give, what you are available or not available for. Yeah, boundaries are crucial. And it's almost like treating your body, your energy, your space, your field like a temple. Not everyone get to come in and shit everywhere. Uh-uh. Boundaries on. And it just means that those who are willing to come in, come in with reverence. And I talk a lot about like, you know, temple work, which is, you know, working on ourselves and working with the feminine as the pathway for deep fulfillment in life is because working with your boundaries require you to look inwards. It's not just about, yep, these are my boundaries. Like, do you enforce them? How strict are you with your boundaries? Because people will come and will challenge your boundary. How do you communicate those in a way that doesn't, you know, create tension and disruption and resentment and actually it opens more into deeper intimacy yeah boundary is crucial and it's understanding that no is a no and that you don't have to justify your energy your body your space so you get to say yes or no and Look, I understand that if you've had a people-pleasing pattern for a long time, if you've been a good girl for a long time, then, you know, it may be a challenge for you. But it's about you learning again and again and again to stand for you. Yeah, to stand for your truth. To understand that without boundaries, yeah, you will keep collapsing. People-pleasing won't serve you in the long term. And, and yes, you might let some friendships die. Things may not work. You know, I have learned a very hard way when it comes to boundaries because I tend to overgive a lot. A lot. And over the years, I've learned that that actually didn't really serve me because I end up feeling burnt out, feeling underappreciated, feeling like I'm not being seen. And so with that, I have been learning to be really slow when it comes to opening to people and relationships. I have learned to be a lot slower with myself before I said yes And checking in if there's anything there that needs to be clear or be spoken to. If you don't own your no, you won't be able to fully own your fuck yes. And that will be a big shift for you. Because it's not, like I said, it's not just about business, right? This is about you owning your no across the board, whether it's with friendships, whether it's with relationships, during sex, or at a business meeting. Yeah. Own your no. And say by that, even if your voice is shaking, own your standards. Yeah. 
because otherwise you keep compromising yourself and you wonder why you're unhappy or just miserable. You can't foster healthy relationship if you keep compromising your truth. If you keep tiptoeing around people, that's not intimacy. It's codependency. And you have to trust that if you say no and it brings up stuff for people, if it triggers people, great. You know, I just finished Sacred Devotion this week and in the last call we talk a lot about being too much and speaking your truth and triggering people. And I'm really grateful for one of my teachers because at the time it was very challenging for me to own my boundary because it often triggered people a lot. And what she said at the time was that, well, you triggering people is a gift. It is a gift. You being your full self is a gift. And if it triggers people, it means they are being called to rise more into their truth, their boundaries, their values. Do not shy away from speaking your truth, regardless of how the other person responds. Sure, you may learn to communicate more gracefully, but your truth needs to be backed. Because it is, and over the years, like I have seen the amount of people that I trigger end up coming back and say, thank you so much. Because it really invited me to look at my own shit of where I didn't own my yes or my no or my boundary. Your expression really allowed me to own more of the parts that I shut down. And so if you've been afraid that you may trigger some people, start celebrating because it is a gift. There is an invitation for their awakening. And you doing them a disservice if you're trying to like cater, yeah, for the wounded parts of them. They need to learn to hold that. It's not your responsibility. You don't owe anyone anything. Yeah. And yes, this may bring up some stuff for you. Um, if it is, I really fully trust that this invites you to step more into your power, your authority. Yeah. And then the next thing I want to talk about, which is a, one of the big things around running a feminine-led life and business, is allowing support. I know that so many of you are strong, powerful, independent, kick-ass like boss babes. And one downfall when it comes to that is that we believe that we can run this whole thing ourselves, that we can show up fully just with ourselves. And it's impossible. I remember there was a saying that if you want to run fast, run by yourself. But if you want to run far, run with others. And that really impacted my my business a lot. And when I allow in support, especially in areas where I'm not so great at, and focusing on being in my genius, like things start to shift so much. 
Allowing support doesn't just mean the physical support of doing things, it also allowing ourselves to be received emotionally with others. It allows ourselves to to be vulnerable. Yeah. There have been days when I literally was bawling my eyes out in front of my mentor, in front of my, you know, my husband, in front of my dearest friends, because it is kind of like a heart journey. And when I say heart, is that there are moments when you just feel defeated. There, there would be moments when you just felt like you would just want to throw in the towel. Moments where you just feel like it was just too much. I have those moments too. But what has been really important for me is that I don't hold it in my body. I don't become even more rigid. Because when when those moments come up and you kind of puffed up and like hold on tight, nothing can move in your body. Yeah, you create more stress, more tension. And actually in those moments, it's about letting go. It's about the relief. And so there's something really powerful about being witnessed by others. The lone wolf in us wants to soldier alone. But there's a deep parts of ourselves that just want to be seen. Yeah, and met and held and know that we're not alone in this of course we can do this but it's boring to do this alone and the amount of time that I let myself be held in the arms of those I love and trust I regain more like strength and resilience because it is an important part of the journey yeah, allowing support. Where are you holding on so tight and believe that you have to do it all? I can't possibly do all this without support. I need to. You know, being a mom, like at times I can't be there for my daughter. And so I had to make peace with that and allowing support where you know, where it is possible. I asked my husband to babysit. I've asked my parents, you know, I've had babysitter. I've had people coming in to support me so that I can continue to show up. And, you know, a lot of the time, especially with mums, we have this mummy guilt where we feel like, well, you know, we should be spending more time with our kids. We should be, you know, we needed to, we must. And it's all coming out of guilt and obligations, which is not fun for anyone. I don't want to show up with my daughter because I feel guilty. Yeah. And I have actually like learned over the years to be really transparent with my daughter. I share with her when I feel upset. I celebrate with her when I'm doing really well you know, on my business, I share with her my needs, like, hey, mommy really needs some time out. Is it okay if you go with daddy and play for the next hour? Hey, mommy just really needs some quiet time. Is it okay if you, you know, like be a bit more quiet? Is that okay? You know, I I share very transparently with my daughter and she understands. She understands that when mommy is in her highest 
you know, vibration when she's the happiest, yeah, you get more of mummy. And this has been a challenging thing for me, especially I grew up where in my culture, in my Vietnamese culture, like mothers have to sacrifice themselves for the family. And here I am putting my needs first. Yeah, it, it, it has been challenging. But it has been so rewarding as well because I can see if I keep sacrificing myself and showing up with guilt and manipulation, like she's going to see this and this is the example of how I should show up in the world. I need to sacrifice myself for others. And I have spent so much time and energy and work to clear this shit in my lineage. And so it's not going to happen. I want my daughter to go, you know, look at me and go, okay, mommy's happy. And that's how you should be living life. I want to be that change agent needed for my lineage. Yeah, for the women in my lines who have not been able to put themselves first and go, wow, that is possible to have the life of your dream, to be happy. And for me, in order for me to do this, I have to allow and support and to trust others as well. Again, one of the shadows of being an independent, kick-ass, I don't need a man kind of woman is that often we don't fully trust others to come in. We hold these wounded parts within ourselves and we don't fully trust in our ability to speak our needs, our desires. We don't fully trust ourselves in setting the boundary. We don't fully trust to let others in and that's not going to work. And this is exactly why in the beginning I said there's so much more about your inner work than the strategy. Sure, you can implement all the strategies, but if you don't allow others in to support you, it will collapse because you will end up holding everything yourself. And with this whole thing around trusting, yeah, you have to confront your shit in the past, the stories where you can't fully let others in. You have to look at your own demon. You have to look at those parts of yourself that you shut down or suppress. Because running a feminine-led business and life, your emotions can't be suppressed. And this is a big key thing. Because your emotions are essentially just energy in motion. So when you suppress how you feel, when you tell stories of how you're meant to feel, when you tell yourself stories that, you know, your emotion, you know, for example, anger or grief or pain can't be here and that you have to soldier on, you actually robbing yourselves of life force. Don't hold emotions. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we're trying to like box them in because we, we're not willing to feel. You can't run a feminine-led life and business if you're not feeling. You just can't. Because feeling is the gateway to the body or one of the gateways into the body. 
And it is through our feelings that we deeply listen to what is required. For example, I I talk a lot in sacred devotion around anger because we often avoid anger and we think that is bad. Yet anger is one of the most powerful emotions because it highlights to us where our boundaries have been crossed, where we feel violated. It's really important to listen to your emotions because they show you where the gaps are. They show you where you need to strengthen your boundaries, where you need to speak up more when it comes to your needs, where you need to process pain, let go, release, so that they don't clog up your energetic pipe, your eros pipe. And so that requires your ability to move your emotions. And if you're wondering how to do that, you know, there are plenty of things that you can try. You can start trying dancing, but even simple things like connecting with yourself every morning and give yourself permission to just feel if you feel sad feel sad you feel so then you can move on energies need to move through your body and your emotions are just stuck energy at times and so move them if you feel angry punch some pillow do that consciously get support in moving your emotions and your energies yeah you cannot like I said again you cannot run a feminine-led business If you shut down your emotions and feelings, they are crucial because what it does for your system is that when these emotions are cleared, it opens you up. It allows you to receive more of life versus when we constantly are full of our feelings, of our emotion, of stuckness, like nothing can flow, nothing yeah, we keep running in circles wondering like, wow, we feel shit and we've done all the things. The deepest truth is your happiness, your source of life force, it's here inside you. And it requires you to move some energies, to confront your emotion, to really look at where yeah, you deny yourself a feeling. And the last piece I want to share with you is that it relates to pleasure. So many women have run the business, shutting down themselves so much that their sex life also get affected. And what I've found that the more I say yes to pleasure, the more pleasure comes into my life. And little things like celebration, connecting to yourself, having a break, go for a dance, connecting to nature, like so many little things can bring pleasure into your life, into your business. But it's important to notice where you're pushing, where you're hustling, where you're grinding that are unnecessary and how can you soften more into your receiving How can you soften more into your body? Even for some of my clients, when they come to me and they say, I'm really frustrated, I don't know how to move. 
you know, this challenge in my business, I would invite for them to actually go away, connect themselves, touch themselves, self-pleasure. Because what happens when you really connect with yourself is you go deeper into what's really going on. And sexual energy can move a lot of blocks in your body. It can invite in a lot of flow, a lot of joy, a lot of feminine juiciness. And we want to tap into that. We want to be magnetic in our being. And our sex center is our deepest receptivity, our deepest place where we draw in, we pull in what we deeply desire. So let your desires, let the things that turn you on move the needle in the business. How can you show up in that vibration? How can you show up with juice, with aliveness? Because people can feel that. Yeah, people can feel your vibration, your energy. And I know that when I run on low, when I feel depleted, like I feel drained showing up. I don't want to show up versus when I am overflow from the inside out. They're just magnetic. I just want to give more the way that I speak, the way that I sell, the way that I coach are just different. And that's the frequency that we need to operate from. I trust that these tips and insights are valuable for you. And like I said in the beginning, yes, the strategies, but so much of this is the inner work. And I am big on women reclaiming their birthrights on this earth. Yeah, being the most vibrant, juicy, turn on as fuck. Yeah, and to create a life, the relationship, the business that we truly desire. And if you feel called to keep stepping in into my work, reach out. Um, I've got my sacred devotion journey starting soon. And if that feels like, you know, the next edge for you, if it feels like a true soul resonance and a true soul initiation, then reach out, come and talk to me, ask me questions. I would love to support you to deepen more into yourself and let the life, the business, the relationship unfold from the place where you are the love you've been searching for. You are the vibrant, the juicy, the magnetic woman that you deeply desire. So tuning in to next week's episode, so much more golden nuggets, juiciness and insights coming through. Lots of love.